Hello, this is Wally at Dinero. Today, I'll be teaching on the topic, the three kinds of baptisms. You see, when it comes to the talk or the topic of baptism, uh, many believers are struggling to find the relevance of baptism uh, in the new covenant, especially the water baptism uh, kind of baptism. People wonder what exactly is it. Also, um, there is also lack of knowledge or ignorance on the kinds of baptisms in the Bible and uh, actually understanding these things help you to know what God wants for a believer, how God has set the foundation of a believer and the Bible says that if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Uh, understanding the kinds of baptisms are foundational and fundamental for the Christian's growth. So let's look into the word of God and see that this actually is true. Hebrews 6 verse 1 and 2, you'll see there that it calls this thing about baptisms a foundational understanding. Hebrews 6 verse 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrines of baptisms and of laying on of hands, and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal life so you see there that mentioning uh, the foundations that we have as Christians as believers the foundation of our faith one of those foundations one of those uh, vital things to understand is what the Bible calls the doctrine or the teaching of baptisms the word doctrine means teaches the teachings of baptisms the teaching of baptisms the word baptisms is pluralized that means uh, it is not just one kind of baptism that is in the Bible it is more than one so let's go quickly into the word and see the three kinds of baptisms um, I'm actually um, going to share these things quickly with you and I want you to look into the word of God as you look as you hear the scriptures uh, the first kind of baptism is baptism into the body of Christ uh, before I go ahead let me say that I actually feel like saying there are four kinds of baptisms and you understand as I share further but I'm going to teach on three kinds of baptisms and, and talk about uh, the one which seems like the fourth one so the first kind of baptism is baptism into the body of Christ baptism into the body of Christ look at the book of 1st Corinthians chapter 12 let's look at what the Bible says about this 1st Corinthians chapter 12 we're going to read verse 12 and verse 13 it says for us for as the body is one and has many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is Christ for by one spirit we are all baptized into one body whether we be Jews or Gentiles whether we be born or free and we have been all made to drink into one spirit so the Bible says that you have been baptized into the body of Christ the Bible makes us understand that Christ is the head of the church and we are the body all right so when it says baptized the word baptized is the Greek word baptizo which means to immerse so the Bible says that you have been immersed into the body of Christ you have now become a member of the body Christ Jesus is the head we are members we are 
parts of the body. Look at verse 14 of this 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It says, For the body is not one member or not one part, but many. So if the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, am I not I am not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? So it continues to talk about different parts of the body and say that the fact that the leg is not the arm, the fact that the foot is not the belly, does not mean that it's not part of the body. Those are all composites, all things that make up the body. So you are part of the body of Christ. And the Bible says here that you have been made to drink into the spirit. So um, let's focus on the factor we have been immersed. The Bible says you are immersed into the body of Christ. Look at the book also of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4 and 5. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4 and 5. It says, There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called into one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. I see in those words very clear there is one body and one spirit even as you've been called into one hope of your calling one lord one faith one baptism so you're not baptized um just by water the first baptism the bible is talking about here is that the day you got born again you became part of the body of christ god engrafted you as part of his body you became a member of his body just like you see in agriculture you see a kind of a planting which is called um, grafting so you take a tree you cut off some part of the back of the tree and or, or the stem you cut off some part of the stem and you take another branch from a similar tree and you tie them together join them together tie them together leave them for a while let that plant continue growing you will see that they will fitly join together over a while but this kind is supernatural this kind is immersion that christ does for you that with the day you say you say that i believe in the lordship of jesus christ you become one with him you become one with him you have now been baptized into the body of christ okay so let me share this quickly you know when jesus said in the book of matthew chapter 28 uh, verse 18 and 20 verse 18 to 20 let's just look at those verses this way is parting words in the book of matthew before he descended into the heavens uh, leaving his disciples to take over the work of ministry it says and jesus came and speak unto them saying all power is given unto me in heaven and earth go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost so it says how what should you do go into all the nations go in all, into all the world baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost now this kind of baptism is not what a lot of people think it is the people think this is baptism uh, into water being baptized by immersion into water no this kind of baptism is explained by the words that came before the word baptism it says go you therefore and teach all nations teach all nations baptizing them teach all nations the word baptize remember is the greek word to immerse teach all nations immersing them in the name of the father immersing them into what into the name of the father into the name of the son into the name of the holy ghost when it says the name 
a name is the identity of a person when i take your id card i'm going to see your name there very paramount and your face all right so when it says baptize them it means to immerse them so you can say uh, matthew 28 verse 19 can read this way go you therefore and teach all nations immersing them into the name or the identity of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit so you are immersing them into that identity why because they now share the same identity with the father with the son and with the holy ghost we as believers when we believe in in christ we are immersed into his body we become one spirit remember we read we read in the book of um, ephesians chapter 4 that we now become one spirit with christ one spirit we are one spirit with him this is vital you've been immersed into him you now have one nature with him you now have one nature with him why because god the father god the son and god the holy ghost have one thing in common that is the zoe the life of god the life of god the common denominates the, the the common denominator between the father the son and the holy spirit is the zoe the eternal life of god so god is an entity by himself he is a person by himself god the father is an entity by himself god the son is an entity by himself and god the holy spirit is an entity also by himself but one common denominator between three of them is that they share they have one life the same life eternal life which is in the greek zoe and jesus you know uh, gave the same life that resides in the father in himself the son and in the holy ghost to you when you believe in him you you so you share the family nature of the trinity you share that family nature of the trinity the day you said i believe lord jesus in your lordship and look at this thing so that you can also uh, appreciate what uh, the scriptures actually say what i'm trying to also share with you here if you look at the book of john uh the book of john you will see how jesus actually talked to us and talked and spoken scriptures about the fact that we all have the same uh he has given us the kind of life that himself has that the father has in the book of john chapter um 10 john chapter 10 in verse 28 you can see jesus christ speaking here if it says in verse 27 my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me verse 28 and i give unto them eternal life that's zoe i give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand in john 17 um verse verse 2 you see there it says and thou hast given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given unto him. So Jesus is speaking to the Father. He says, You have given him power over all humanity so that they can give the same life, the same DNA of God to everyone who believes in him. So you share the same life with God, you share the same DNA with God. So whenever you get born again, you need to be immersed into understanding that you now have the same identity with God. So Matthew, go back to Matthew 28 verse 19. It says, go therefore into the nations, teaching them or immersing them 
in the name or the identity of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. That means teach them that they have one nature with the Father, one nature with the Son, and one nature with the Holy Ghost. Someone is still wondering, how could you say that? This is why 1 John chapter 4 verse 17 says, As Jesus is, so are you in this world. This is why 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17 says, He that is joined unto the Lord Jesus is one spirit with the Lord. So, when Jesus says in the book of Matthew 28 verse 19, Go into the world, teaching all nations how it is by immersing them into that understanding that you are one with God. So, this part of the Bible is not talking about water baptism. Though water baptism is in the Bible and is right, but Matthew 28 verse 19 is talking about you teaching them, immersing them into a new understanding that they now have one spirit, one nature, one and same identity with God Almighty. Hallelujah. That they have the same identity, same nature, same DNA with Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Glory, glory to God. This is so beautiful. This is so awesome. This is so gracious by the loving God that we serve. So, when the Bible says you have been baptized into the body of Christ, I was going to um, also teach that then after you get baptized because the bible says here jesus says we should teach them out baptizing them so the fact that you've been made one with christ doesn't mean you will know from day one that means someone needs to teach you you need to be under the fivefold ministry when we say fivefold ministry talking about what the bible says in the book of ephesians chapter 4 it mentioned that god gave gifts to men he gave gifts and the gifts are called the the, the apostle the uh, prophet the pastor the evangelist the teacher this five, this five are gifts that God gives to you when you get born again to help you to experience the fullness of what he has done in your spirit. These people are to teach you what your new identity. So when he says, go into the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, he's talking about immersing them into a new covenant teachings. Actually, is immersing them into uh, new creation understanding, into new creation identity, into what is called oneness teachings, into understanding that you now have one nature with God, into understanding that you now have the same identity with God. That's why he says, baptizing them into the name of the Father. Because your name is your identity into the name of the son because the name of the son is the son's identity into the name of the holy ghost because the name of the holy ghost the holy ghost is the holy ghost identity hallelujah i believe you are getting this this is vital this is important for you as a believer all right so the second kind of baptism is the most popular one which is baptism by water so in the book of colossians let's firstly go to the book of matthew chapter 3 verse 1 and 2 and 11 to 17 matthew chapter 3 we're going to read those verses first and see um, what it means to be water baptized and what it symbolizes it says in those days came john the baptist preaching in the wilderness of judea and saying repent you for the kingdom of heaven is at hand let's read verse 11 so john is speaking he says i indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he that comes after me is mightier than i whose shoes i am not worthy to bear he shall baptize you with the holy ghost and with fire so he's telling you two kinds of baptisms here he says i'm baptizing you with water unto repentance 
the Greek word repentance here means is the Greek word which which is a uh, meta nayo meta nayo. It means change your mind, change your mind. It says I'm baptizing you into a change of mind. The word meta means change. Nayo means the way a person thinks to so change your thinking so I'm baptizing you to change your thinking why were they to change your thinking you know after Malachi no prophet of God ever rose up to speak the mind of God there was there, those ages those days those years were known as the years and the ages of silence until John the Baptist rose up as a prophet of God and began to speak the mind of God so the people had wear out uh, the, the the Old Testament by corrupting it, making it look doable, uh, watering it down to a point they can try to uh, obtain to God. And God was silent. God had been provoked in the book of Malachi and God told them they were not serving rightly. So God was quiet with them for years, over 300 years. Then John came and said, the old system has not worked. Now come and be baptized come and know come and confess that you are actually wrong that your ways are actually wrong that you've not been able to attain to god that all our ways we've made up to to beat down the law to make it say something so that we can make it doable all the traditions you will see jesus christ when jesus christ came on the scene began to um, criticize the pharisees and the chief priests about their teachings that actually exalted um, the 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 traditions of men above the word of God. So there were traditions that said, though the Bible says, honor your father and your mother in the Lord, you can actually say to your father and your mother, what I was supposed to give you to honor you, I've given to my prophet, I've given to my priest. So they were watering down the laws by their own traditions and explanations. So God actually kept silent with them, kept silent and never spoke with them until John came again and began to speak as the voice of God. So John said, this way you've been using has not worked. Now believe God for a new way. Change your mind. Change your mind. Change your thinking. Accept that you were wrong. Come for the for baptism for the remission of sins. Accept that you're wrong and that you need to change your mind. So you see John speaking there, and in verse um, 14, verse 14 uh, the Bible says, sorry, verse 13, Then comes Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of you, and you come to me. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Allow it to be so now, for thus it becomes or is necessary to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. So the word, then it, it, it says that it is necessary to fulfill all righteousness has been abused today. People think, well, I'm just going to go to church to fulfill all righteousness. No, Jesus is saying, if this is necessary to fulfill all that is right, to serve as an example to all that is right. That when you about when you want to come to God, you must get baptized for this symbolism that I am leaving behind all my regular way of thinking as it regards to approaching God. That my thinking pattern of how I approach God, how I attain to God, how I receive the blessings of God, I'm not going to leave that behind henceforth. So Jesus Christ, though the Bible says in him was no sin, he knew no sin. First Corinthians, sorry, Second Corinthians 5 verse 21 says that he knew no sin. Yet he came and said, though I have no sin in me to repent of. 
I have no sins to confess. I will show this to men as an example that the way to start a relationship with God is to firstly say, my thinking pattern is not right. I cannot have my own thinking pattern to please God. I must allow God's thinking pattern to be my own thinking pattern. I must absorb totally what God says his way is. So you see here that this is talking about baptism by water. Look at the book of Colossians chapter 2 verse 12. Colossians 2 verse 12 it says in verse 12 buried with him in baptism wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of god who has raised him from the dead so we understand that baptism is actually symbolism of the fact that we died with christ when he was crucified and we were raised with him when we rose back to life so that means that your old life is gone and your new life in Christ has come. So it symbolizes two things. You are changing your mind. Then you are accepting that when Christ died, you died with him. He did it on your behalf. And when he resurrected, you resurrected with him. So why is water baptism necessary for today's believer? Why is it necessary? So people get born again and say, well, I've been born again for the past three years now and I don't see any need for water baptism. This exactly is the reason why people will be in one church and um, all the belief of the other church that they are coming from because people don't understand baptism. Let me explain this to you. You see, in the times when John uh, did those baptisms, in the times of old, when you go to a teacher, a rabbi, to learn from him before going to that rabbi there were many rabbis jesus was called a rabbi that's a teacher that's a discipler you would have first to watch or your your parents will have first watched the rabbi and seen his teachings to be uh, very accurate with the word of god as accurate as possible to the word of god and his lifestyle very um so something that you can actually want to admire and also replicate just like John, sorry, uh, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. All right. So they needed to see such a person. Then you go to that person and say, I want to be your student. You want to be your disciple henceforth. What the man does when he accepts to take you as his new disciple is this. He will baptize you to say you have been washed off every um, thinking you had, every thought pattern you had, and you're going to take the one I teach you henceforth. So baptism was to say, I'm washing off all I knew, all I thought, all I supposed, all I was thought, and I'm going to take on a new one. All right. So let me ask you this. Why in the world is it that we, it's not sprinkling that is baptism? In fact, the word baptism in the Greek just says immersion. So you can't sprinkle water on a person and say the person is baptized. Even the word baptism goes against that. Why was it that they had to be baptized? That their whole body, the, the head, had to go into the water? Why? Oh, you see something the body has sensation so you have five senses however if you put your leg in the water the sense of touch is activated you can feel the water your hand in the water you can feel it but if you never put your head in your five senses never gets contacted let me explain this to you when you put your head in the water it symbolizes something because on your head there lies all the five senses the sense of sight the sense of smell in your, in your nose, the sense of taste in your mouth, the sense of hearing in your ears, and the sense of touch also on your face. You can feel it. All right. So you are saying 
when you put your head under the water and dying to all senses of how I perceived God and how I understood God. You are saying I'm dying to it. This is actually also why symbolically Jesus was crucified at Golgotha. Golgotha means the place of skull. I'm dying to everything I knew and thought before and I'm going to take up a new system of belief. This is what water baptism also symbolizes. This is the vital part that people miss out. That's why people get born again and still maintain some, some, some things they thought about before and say, well, this is my personal belief. Because water baptism is actually a total immersion into water symbolizing a clearing out of old systems of belief and an initiation into a new system of belief. This should tell you as a believer that you are signing up for not having your own personal opinions or personal beliefs as regards the Bible, as regards the Bible. It, it means not having your own way of service to God. It has to be a hundred percent Bible way. It has to be hundred percent. You have no personal beliefs, no personal opinions that you owe to because you watch that away and that is you 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 said I'm I'm accepting that I'm gonna leave that behind and we're gonna symbolize it herein as I go into the water of baptisms. A lot of people don't come into Christ with a baptized mindset. Not just going into the water, but because we don't understand this and we've not taught it, a lot of people will say, well, I will have my own personal belief. This is how I want to be praying. This is how I want to... They, they don't allow the Bible, what the Bible says, to be their governing system of life. They want to keep to... This is why I, I believe about finances. This is what I believe about marriage. This is what I believe about, about um, staying with the opposite sex. This is what I believe. This is what I believe. They have personal beliefs. That means they have not died to their senses as regards following God. This is why understanding baptism is, is important for the believer. It means you are dying to your senses of how you believe and perceive to walk with God, about walking with God. And also, you are saying that I have died to my old self. And I'm now in Christ. I've resurrected with Christ. I now have a new identity. The water baptism symbolizes that on the outward. The third kind of baptism is baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, this is known by a lot of people, but there are a lot of controversies still that people have about it. Let me tell you, child of God, something. Let me give you a very good hint. Whatever topic of the bible whatever matter of the bible is seems to be surrounded by controversies is the part of the bible you should need to study the most the way satan guards you away from the guides you and, and shields you away from the treasures of god is to ensure it seems controversial whatever seems super controversial is something you should study to understand for yourself so Satan wants to make you feel this thing is not right for you. This thing is not good for you. So just stay away from it. Don't be controversial. Don't need all these things. Then it keeps you far from that understanding. All right. So Jesus said to the people in the book of um, Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You see there why these things are important. Remember um, John the Baptist. If you go to uh, what we read in the book of Matthew chapter um, 3. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 3. He says in verse 12. He says that. 
the one that is the Messiah, the one that is coming after John, says it will. It says in verse verse um, eleven, sorry, it says, "I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that is coming is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, with the Holy Ghost and with fire." So this is Holy Ghost baptism. So look at the book of Acts now, in chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus Christ speaking here, he says, But you shall receive power, speaking to his disciples, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and in the uttermost parts of the world. So, this is to say that you need this baptism of the Holy Ghost in order for you to be a blessing to the world. In order for you to be um, power empowered to reach out to other people and be a blessing to them when you get born again you have the dna of god on your inside but god is saying you need an overflow of this life of god on your outside you need to be immersed in the holy ghost you need to be immersed in the holy ghost that is power will flow through you for others that are not you for the world around you you need this because jesus says when you receive this power then you shall be witnesses you see why baptism by fire the holy ghost baptism is important is this the holy ghost baptism is the baptism that now gives you the access to the, the ability to function what is called the nine gifts of the spirit uh, the nine manifestations of the holy spirit as is written in the book of um first corinthians chapter 12 it talks about the word of knowledge the word of wisdom the descending uh, of spirit uh, prophecy uh, diverse kinds of tongues interpretation of tongues uh, special kind of faith and the likes so when you have that those are gifts of the holy ghost those don't come they don't come by you studying a lot they come because you now carry the power of the holy ghost they are going to manifest to be a, a blessing to other people when you read the book of first corinthians chapter 12 you see that that paul says that all these are for you to profit other people all these are for you to be a blessing to other people it says for you to profit in the king james it says to profit with all it says it is to to use this gift to profit with all that's first corinthians 12 verse 7 it says but the manifestations first corinthians 12 verse 7 but the manifestations of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all to profit with all here reading in a simpler um, version says to each person has been given the ability to manifest the spirit for the common good for what the common good that is that is the good of other people in the new english translation it says to each person the manifestation of the spirit is given for the benefit of all all right so in other teachings about the baptism of the holy ghost or the gifts of the holy ghost i'm going to go further and explain but this um, baptism of the holy ghost helps you to function in gifts even without knowledge even without so much knowledge you see this is going to work better when you understand what you have in christ jesus but this gift will work even if you knew almost nothing apart from the fact that jesus loves you and he says you can lay hands on the sick it will work it will work it's the bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so if you were to uh, keep hearing the word of god and know a lot about the kingdom of god over years you will not know everything entirely the more you grow in god the more you know but what makes you be able to be born again on monday and 
and Monday morning you got born again and Monday evening you are laying hands on the sick and the sick are recovering is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And you go to the next person, you lay hands on that person that had fever and the person is healed. You, you speak the word of prophecy prophetically. You speak words that you never planned to say, you never knew, you never had information about and they're accurate prophecies. It is the working, the manifestation of the Holy Ghost that has come upon you. It helps for you to be a blessing to other people. If you were to learn um, um, the, the, about the mind of Christ, if you were to learn um, what you have in Christ Jesus, well, it will take you time because you learn every day. You progressively learn. It will take you time to be a blessing to the world. But the Holy Ghost makes sure you activate it to bless the world. Look at this and you understand what I'm saying. In the book of Acts chapter 2, you see that the Holy Ghost fell upon the disciples, the apostles, and they began to speak in tongues, and it caused a large crowd. You know the story. I believe you know, and you can read it up if you don't. Um, Acts chapter 2, and a lot of people came to hear the, them out, and they heard them speak in their own languages, and uh, the, Jesus, um, Peter began to preach to them, telling because they thought it was they were drunken men, and he said, we are not drunk. This is just early, early in the morning, and we are doing this by the power of the Holy Ghost, and uh, to cut the story short, 3,000 people got saved and the leaders of the synagogue, the, the religious leaders of that day uh, got angered by these things and arrested them. In, and you will see, this arrest never happened until they now went ahead to heal. Uh, Peter and John went ahead to heal the man at the beautiful gates in the book of uh, Acts chapter 3. They were stressed out about the, 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 the kind of authority they were using. They were using the name of Jesus, the same Jesus they had castigated and crucified and they arrested them. And when they began to question them, the Bible says that they found out that these men were unlearned men. They were uneducated men. They did not know much. Yet, in their little knowledge of scripture, in their little understanding of spiritual things, they were able to heal the sick. They were able to make other men want to hear the gospel of Christ. Why? Because of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Even Peter, later years after, Peter could still say that the things that Paul, the, the, the man of God, that was filled with a lot of knowledge and revelation, said are hard to understand. That meant that he even did not know everything yet, yet his shadow was healing people because of the power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost works in you whether you know only John 3.16 alone if you understand that the power is already on you. The issue now with believers today is that because we don't see the cloven tongues of fire fall upon our, our heads just like it happened in the book of Acts you think you don't have it. But Jesus says, just blessed is he that has not seen yet believes. If you are a believer, he says, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name you will cast out devils. That's, that's the book of um, Mark chapter 16. Jesus says to them, to us, this, this promises. He says, in my, name, in my name you shall cast out devils. Mark 16 verse 17. You shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Hallelujah. They shall lay hands on the sick. And the sick shall recover. This is the promise of God for you as a child of God. So, recap this um, three baptisms, baptisms again. The first one, baptism into the body of Christ. That is when you get born again. God immerses you into his body. And because you are now one with him, you have one, you have one body with Christ, you should have one body identity understanding you should understand that you have one nature with him and that understanding comes by teaching by studying the word by um, being in church where the word of god is taught where you're learning new creation realities where you're learning your divine identity 
So when Jesus says in Matthew 28, I'm recapping, verse 19, going to the world, uh, teaching all nations, baptizing them in the name, it means immersing them into the name or the, the, the nature, the identity of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. You need to immerse their minds, immerse their minds into the fact that they are now one with God. That they are now one with God. So when you get born again, the immersion into that understanding that you are one with God is not automatic. This is why I said I was thinking about um, um, putting out there four kinds of baptisms. The first one would have been uh, baptism into the body of Christ. The second would have been now uh, baptism by water. Uh, because you need to do that immediately after you got born again or if you're not done that still go ahead and do that with this symbolism in mind that doesn't mean you're not born again then and and the uh, third one will be uh, baptism by uh, the holy ghost and the fourth one will be because that that one why i'm putting as fourth is that you should get baptized in the holy ghost as soon as you get born again you should get baptized in water as soon as you get born again but one thing that will continually you will continually progress in you will not get it all at once is being baptized into the fact that you are one with christ because on the outward you're seeing yourself on the outward you're seeing your natural self your natural you're just you're just alex the natural alex you can't see anything supernatural about you but god is trying to bring you into a heightened understanding that you are one with him that you're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you see in the book of Second Corinthians, because God is trying to get you to understand you have that one nature, that you're being immersed into that one nature, and He's trying to immerse your mind into the fact that you have one nature. He says to you through Apostle Paul in the book of Second Corinthians 5, verse 16, He says, Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth we know him no more. So he's saying, even though we even knew Jesus Christ as the one in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we will now know him in his risen state. God is trying to say to you, understand and carry yourself with that understanding that you have the new nature, the nature of Christ, one identity with God, because you have the DNA of God, the, the Zoe of God, the life of God. Hallelujah. I believe this has been a blessing to you. This has been a teaching on the three kinds of baptisms. Baptism in the body of Christ, baptism by water, and baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I believe this has been a blessing to you. Um, do well to share this teaching with other people, with believers, and let uh, us increase in understanding and understand the foundational doctrines of the Bible and begin to grow and know actually that you need to be immersed in understanding your new identity and the nature of God that you now carry. Hallelujah. Thank you all for listening. This has been Wally at Daniel. Saying God bless you. Bye.